Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago sports betting. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating <laughs> and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. And a friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Welcome into Early Odds here on 670 The Score. I'm Rick Hamp in for Joe Ostrowski. Joe should be back next week. It's a really busy football Saturday here in Chicago with the Bears playing their last preseason game. And week zero of college football is here. So I had the idea to take a look around the BetQL network from this week and find the best content to be able to prep you for week zero and also to give you a little bit of a flavor of what the betql network is all about what they're doing and so that maybe hey you can give it a listen on 105.9 hd2 we're going to start with a local guy sam paniotovich who works for nesson fox and is the host of the chicken dinner podcast formerly hosted that with joe ostrowski Sam was on You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, and they started their conversation about week zero, about how injury information comes about and what Sam's heard. Well, what did we have Cam Rising, quarterback at Utah? You know, they're still saying nothing, but I've talked to two people that are close to the broadcast. The game's on ESPN, and I talked to two guys who basically said he's not playing. And then I made a call last week to a bookmaker in Vegas who said he basically heard the same thing. And As we know, the under has just been blasted to oblivion. We bet under 47 last week, and there was some hope that we might be able to buy some back and then go under again. But, I mean, it's already 45. I don't think we can move it up two points just to go back down. It's going to be tough to do next week. But the under is gone at 47, and and we've seen that line, which opened Utah 9. You know, you're seeing four and a half now. So this is probably priced correctly without Cam rising. The issue, guys, is that Florida is so bad offensively. They have a new quarterback, obviously, Richardson's in the NFL. They have the youngest receiving core that they've had in a long time. They have injuries at tight end. They have injuries on the O-line. 
it's a mess of Florida. So even at 45, I think that under has some life. And the updated market for that Florida-Utah game, again, like the numbers have kind of been bouncing around side and total with all the rising injury speculation. Uh, at MGM, Utah four and a half. Again, this was nine and a half at the start of the offseason, seven, seven and a half maybe like 10 days ago last week, four and a half now. And again, it's four and a half and we don't even have the official word that he's not playing. So maybe a little bit more movement there. And then the total open 48 and a half as Sam says, it's at, it's at 45 now, which is a, a really low total for a college football game, especially with like two good teams to have the total of 45. But like Sam said, Florida's not supposed to be very good this year. Uh, I hope they're better than the market thinks. Sam, why, why don't we talk about some week zero games that are they're potentially pretty interesting. Navy, I mean, it's just by rule, there has to be a centerpiece game because in every week there has to be a centerpiece game, even if it's like not a very good game. That's kind of Navy Notre Dame because the game's in Dublin and Notre Dame's playing in it. Notre Dame's a 20 and a half or 21 point favorite, depending on where you go. Total 49, 49 and a half. I think it's supposed to be rainy. I mean, you're in Ireland. What do you think is going to happen? Rainy with a little bit of wind. We got new offensive coordinators. Navy's going to try to pass the ball more, I guess, which is kind of funny because they're Navy. Uh, any, Even if you have not bet the game, any thoughts on Navy Notre Dame coming up on Saturday? Did not make a bet, Ken, and I'm sort of back and forth on this one. I've made cases for both sides, and I know guys that are on Navy. I know guys that are on Notre Dame. My advice to you would be please bet this at the right number. Don't be taking Navy at 20 and a half, and conversely, don't be laying Notre Dame at 21, 21 and a hook. I mean, it's I, I hate to even have to say that on a betting program, but I, I know guys that are like, oh, I took Navy plus 20 and a half, and I'm like, yeah, there's a 21 at MGM, and they're like, ah, no big deal. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's literally everything. 7, 14, 21, when those spreads are around there, please lay the right numbers and take the right numbers. If you put a gun in my head, I would probably bet against Navy because I think it's much tougher, obviously, to install a new system with a new coach. I mean, Navy passing the ball to me just, just gives me hives. And, and the big concern is that what happens when Notre Dame goes up 14 nothing? I mean, then you're in blowout range. And, and then the Irish crowd gets into it, and, and it could be ugly. Um, I, again, lean to the favorite here because of the stability, and it's easier for Notre Dame to play its game in week zero than it is for Navy. But I, I didn't make a single bet on this game. My counterpoint would be Marcus Freeman. I know Sam's not telling you that, that he made a bet in this game, just that Marcus Freeman to cover a big price. We'll see what happens coming up in this game. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Great to welcome our friend Sam Paniotovich back to the show. We'll be with us every phenomenal football Friday during football season. We look forward to it. Sam is on Twitter at SP Shoot. Uh, Sam, we've got USC playing on Saturday. The Jose, uh, San Jose State, Caleb Williams, the reigning defending Heisman Trophy winner, and the Trojans. 30 and a half point favorites, total 66 and a half. Um, any thoughts for you? It could be a bet, could be a lean. Anything you've got here on USC and San Jose State? Yeah, I took 31 with the dog here. You know, they bring their quarterback back, um, which is a big deal for San Jose State. He was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country last year, and, and that will help them early in season. The problem is you're, you're facing maybe the best quarterback in college football, but but I would argue this true number is probably like 28-29. And, and you might say, well, well, what's the big difference? It's three points. Well, that's an extra possession, obviously. So I think the offense for San Jose State has the ability to get me 17 points. And then I'll take my chances. I mean, if UFC, if USC, excuse me, I'm watching UFC highlights on the side of my screen here. If USC scores 50, I'm probably going to lose. But I, I think the magic number here for San Jose State is to get me to 17, and I think they have the quarterback to do so. They bring back a lot of those weapons on that side of the ball as well. And the one thing that nobody talks about with USC 
They couldn't tackle last year. I mean, I remember them getting gashed by several good teams, including Utah. I know they got some transfers to ideally shore that up over time, but from what I can gather through, uh, through training camp and through all the practices leading up to this game, tackling is still a concern at USC, and, and that might take you to the over, too, which is in the high 60s. But I did take 31 with the puppy. Sam, you mentioned it when we talked about Florida, Utah already that, yeah, you know, we're, we're more than a week away from the game, or I guess a, a week away in Florida, Utah's case, but the numbers are already moving a lot to week one of the season injury information. Like we're not going to play any more games before these games happen. So people are already starting to register their opinions. We're already starting to learn who's going to play and not play a, a game next Saturday. So this is for week one, September 2nd, that has already moved a lot. And I, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this team. Cause I have a strong opinion as well. Uh, at least on this team, this season is Purdue who's obviously replacing Jeff Brom as their head coach. They opened a six-point favorite against Fresno State. This has already been bet down to three and a half in a bunch of places. Again, this is a game noon next Saturday in week one. Uh, are you going with kind of the line movement in this game that maybe Fresno's more alive than we think? I think Purdue might stink this year, even with a transfer quarterback. Yeah, Purdue's going to be really bad. And not only did they lose Jeff Brom, the head coach, I mean, he basically brought every single offensive staffer with him to Louisville. I mean, there were guys that were grad assistants that he pulled over across, you know. So it's it's going to be a work in progress. And, and look, I watched a lot of preseason football this year, maybe more than most. Aiden O'Connell's been freaking good, man. So you got to replace that guy, too, uh, who was a six-year senior last year at quarterback. I mean, they are going to be playing rock fight football. They brought over the D.C. from Illinois to be the head coach. And there's an identity change at Purdue. There's also a change in perception. I mean, that's a team that, that went to a bowl game last year. And now their win totals five. They are going to be very bad on offense, especially early. And uh, on top of all the departures, they already lost their number one wide receiver to a torn ACL. And they, according to a guy that, that covers Purdue, they are on center number three which is not good. I don't think they have a fourth center, if you know what I mean. So just an inability to move the football, that's going to be paramount this year, especially early. We took a bigger number, but honestly, guys, I still think Purdue loses this game outright against Fresno. I had, I had someone tell me Zach Eady will be the uh, will be the fourth center of Purdue. In fact, needs one for uh, for the season opener. <laughs> Sam, what about what – about... That's good. I got a laugh from from both of you. I appreciate it. Uh, Sam, how are you betting Heisman Trophy this season? I made one bet, and it's probably not going to win, but we can talk about it, right? Let me lay down like a therapy session. Look, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. has a chance to catch 100 balls for like 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns. I mean, last year he had 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns, and they really, like, didn't use him that much. I mean, he did have 77 grabs, but – I think this is going to be like Madden this year. They're just going to throw him the ball. His separation skills are otherworldly. He gets open. He can catch every single route. He is a monster. And in that conference, he's going to light up a lot of bad secondaries. There are not a lot of good secondaries in the Big Ten. Michigan has one, but that's about it. And those two teams don't play until the end of the season. I think Marvin Harrison at 20-1 to 1 is incredulous. Uh, he's, he's maybe the best player in college football. I know it's usually a quarterback. Everybody's talking about Caleb and Drake Bay and Michael Penix and all that, but Marvin Harrison could easily win this Heisman if he does what I think he can do. And I've made worse bets in my life, that's for sure. 20 to 1 on Harrison. Sam, we got like a, a minute left to go here. We can go anywhere you want. It could be a conference future, a team to make the playoff a team to win the national title, which would be really interesting if you have some bets on that. Any kind of like season-long college football future bet, maybe a big price here in about a minute. 
Yeah, this is going to be something you probably didn't expect, but I love Buffalo this year. Maurice Linguist, their <laughs> third-year coach, has quietly – listen, he's quietly brought in two of the most talented classes in the MAC. And in the MAC, talent is sometimes more than half the battle. I've got Buffalo favored in eight games this year. They also have a new quarterback who transferred from Rutgers, Cole Snyder. You'd love to have a Big Ten quarterback playing for your MAC school. They have so much talent, man. I know Toledo gets all the headlines, but Buffalo is damn good this year. And MGM has given you over six at plus 110. That's my favorite total. It's not even funny. I love the Bulls this year. Uh, Sam, uh, when do you think we'll be chuckling for the first time here on You Better You Bet this season? Oh, oh we'll have a chuckle next week for sure. I, You know, San Jose State is like close, but until we get yeah. the FCS, don't, don't worry, Nick. We're going to get the Fordham overs and the Holy Cross unders. We're going to get there, buddy. Just be patient. Great stuff from Sam and the guys on You Better You Bet, which you can listen to from 2 to 6 Central on the BetQL Network. And by the way, those chuckle plays really did cash a lot last year. So make sure you're waiting until the end of those interviews. Now, also on You Better You Bet during football season, the guys talk to Joey Kanish. And if you don't know Kanish, he's a pro sports better. He does work over at the Hammer HQ. And I just want you to hear the Kanish experience of who he is, but also the great content that he gives with Nick and Ken on You Better You Bet. Gentlemen, it may be week zero on the board. But I got the two best in the business here on YBYB. Ready to top. I can feel it, baby. I can taste it. We're this close. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, be be in the pub at 2.30 Eastern for Navy Notre Dame. Can it's just like, give us an idea, because you tweet all the time. It's very funny. And it's like, you know, Joey cold brew, and you got like 700 grams of caffeine, and you, you love college football. You love betting on college football, like every single game. What is... Well, I mean, let's use this week. I know there's not as many games this week, so maybe it's week one's a better question, but we'll use this week. Like, what is your day? Like, what's today like, or tomorrow or Friday? Like, is there a day later in the week where you're literally just, like, sitting at the screen and, like, the odds board and just, you know, injury monitor? Like, what is – are you just getting stuff from other people? Like, what is – I'm always fascinated by kind of the pro better, like, day in the life stuff. Now that we're in college football season, which is one of your fortes, what is, like, the average during the week college football day like? Yeah, I, would t- I mean, so, you know what? This week, obviously, the screen moved a lot. Most of the stuff I've got now is it's filled. The bets are in. The Saturday morning is when it really kicks off. You get that? I'm got, You know, Joey K isn't exactly a 5 a.m. guy, you know, if you know, but you know me, but getting up a little earlier than normal. All right, like putting the IV of cold brew into my veins and starting it early. I know if I don't have the shakes by noon from like a little bit of like borderline caffeine overdose, I haven't done it right. Then you got the game props. You got the player props. There's a lot of stuff, FCS games, a lot of stuff that drops Saturday morning that it's, it's like a mad rush where, you know, the week, it's been a slow burn for the most of the summer. A lot of these lines have been out. But the first Saturday uh, and any every Saturday but is probably, you know, taking uh, years off my life. But, yeah, Saturday morning, it's go time. There's a lot of, uh, you know, the new markets, the smaller niche markets that open up before the games. Um, and let's just say I'm, I'm, I'm having uh, – well, I think the Surgeon General would probably not recommend how much caffeine intake that I have on a Saturday. I have, like, one thing of cold brew, and, like, I'm shaking. Like so, like I don't even like I can't even like think about. You're not Joey Colbert. This is Joey Colbert we're talking to here. Yeah. Well, I think Kanish is also like a little younger than us, so maybe he can maybe can get away with it a little bit more. And Um, crazier. 
definitely crazier. Uh, Kanish, as, as we await this glorious Week Zero College Football Saturday, your one singular favorite bet on the board is what and why? You know, and just to put a bow on that, uh, that, that like, Joey K runs a little hot, hot already. So adding the cold brew to them, I'm one of those people that you probably should, you know, should be having a, you know, a something, whatever the opposite, like a, like a, like a, a decaffeinated tea instead of a cold brew. But we're not stopping, baby, because week zero favorite bet on the board as we speak. I'll give you two of them. You know what? I think this Ohio, there's still some two-and-a-half out there on Ohio, San Diego State. That's one we've talked about on the show over the summer. I, I think it's going to keep going down. I think we might close pick. I think Ohio is live in that game and wins the favorite. And another one we talked about, UTEP, Jacksonville State over. We talked about this when it was 51-52 last week. I'm, I'm still okay. 53-and-a-half would be the final buy point. Um, that's one that it's trickled on, 53-and-a-half, 54 Still okay at 53 and a half there. That would be the final buy point for me. Those two uh, are already in the accounts. And um, you know what? We, 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 a little special teaser there. I actually went uh, laid it with USC. So there was some 30, 30 and a half out there. Not, not as much as the other ones, but like USC as well, I think they put up a number on San Jose State. So just to kind of give a little market update on the, those Kanish games that he's talking about. So San Diego State hosting Ohio. San Diego State opened four and a half. That's all the way down to two. So Kanish is telling you he thinks that's going to keep going down, that Ohio is going to keep getting bet. And the over in UTEP Jacksonville State, I remember when you gave it out like three weeks ago, it had been bet up a little bit. Now it's up four, four and a half points, obviously, because because you like it and a lot of other people probably like it too. Uh, USC, why don't we go to that game next? I know you said you're laying them. Uh, it's like 30 and a half against San Jose State. What do you make of them this year? They were, uh, I did pretty well at win totals last year. This was a team I got totally wrong. I bet against a, a transfer team, a transfer portal team, and I got smoked and they went over and I bet under. Um, I don't think I will. We're going to do Pac-12 later in the show. I don't think I will have a bet on their win total this year. It's probably correct for me. Do you like them? Do you think Caleb can repeat his Heisman? Like any bets related to USC, obviously you think they're going to get off to a pretty good start. So I'm not, I think they're a little, in terms of the Pac-12 market, a little bit rich for me, probably a little bit overpriced. I think in this game specifically, they've upgraded their talent level on defense through the portal. I think they'll be better. Um, and it's a team where I like, the one of these teams, I like USC, and they're all going against an overmatched opponent here. They're a team that loves to run it up. I think the offense will face very little resistance. San Jose State's defense, not bringing the sun back. I think they'll struggle a lot. So, for me, I'm not in on USC in terms of, like, betting them to pack, win the Pac-12 or go to the playoff or any of that. I do love the matches. They're one of these teams, especially, like, you know, a Lincoln-Riley team, a little bit better defense. One of those teams, I think, when they can go up against an overmatched opponent where they're just going to be able to put a number on them here. So, kind of like the matchup will be more on them and more of a week-to-week basis um, than I will be in the futures market, especially – because the Pac-12, even though it's on its deathbed, is as loaded as it's been in a long time. So it'll be nice to watch the conference uh, before it completely goes into ruins. Kanish, when I look at the, the Navy-Notre Dame point spread, I feel like I just ingested about a pound of cold brew. I start shaking in anticipation at the thought of betting against Marcus Freeman as a big favorite. Now, the number's dipped below 21. Notre Dame, a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Total 49-and-a-half on our show sponsor, BetMGM. Uh, should we be betting Navy here? Should we be betting against Notre Dame? What are your bets here, if any, for Navy and Notre Dame? 
Well, I'll tell you, I mean, this is one uh, – Both I, I know some people on both sides of the game, both sides of the total market. You've seen the total come down here now, dip under 50. There apparently some potential weather, uh, you know, across the pond in Ireland. That could be a little bit of a factor. The thing that I'm – if this was your traditional Navy – for the last, you know, since World War II, we're running the triple option. I'd be all over 21. They're going to try Army and Navy. They're trying out these new systems. Apparently, they're going to be a little bit more pass happy, try and run some different. I, I'm just not sure what to expect. And in the history, especially the recent history of college football, when you've seen triple option teams try and modify their system and go to something more modern, Year one tends to be a, a total disaster. Like, they don't have any of the talent to do that. They try and, you know, pass a little bit more. They don't have players to fit for that. So I'm a little, again, gun to my head, Navy would still be the side I'm playing. But for week one, especially in these week zero, week one, Army, Navy, I need to see a little bit about, like, what they don't, and their team are they're very secretive. They don't do a lot of the spring game. They don't do any of the open scrimmage. So I'm just not sure what this Navy offense is going to look like um, with with some of the changes, new coaching staff. So, gun to my head, if you, if you want an action play, I would take the 20 and a half, um, but it's not one that, that I'm going to have a, a serious wager on uh, just based off, like, I don't know what we're getting from Navy in this game. Conditioned. In terms of week one, uh, I was like week zero, we only have the Saturday games. Week one, we start having weeknight games, Thursday night, Friday night, and some pretty interesting matchups. We've talked about Florida, Utah. We talked about it the last time we had you on. The reason we did that is that we felt like maybe the market might be starting to move on this game because of uh, questions about whether Utah's starting quarterback Cam Rising is going to be back and available. It was always going to be kind of like a race to the finish line to see if he was going to play. Then his backup gets hurt, and then nobody knows what's going on. Seems like it's less and less likely that Rising will play. How do I know that? Well, the market on Florida, Utah has been moving a lot in the last five, four or five days, basically. Utah opened nine and a half. It was seven, seven and a half when we had you on last week. Now it's four and a half, five. So Utah at home against Florida. They played last year, obviously, at the Swamp. This is now a four and a half, five point spread. Do you think we're done moving? Do you expect rising to play? Any additional handicap here for people that are maybe late arriving on this game? It's pretty interesting. I would say right now, um, based off what, what one of the, the, the beat reporters of Utah that I think is a good source, and then a, uh, we'll call him a Kanishi Mole um, is well-placed. I would put it like high 90s. I don't want to say maybe 99% that rising does not play in this game. I don't want to say 100, um, uh, but I would say it's almost assuredly he won't be the quarterback for this one. Probably going to be Brian Barnes, who was their QB2 last year, was going in to be QB3. I think you'll see one last steam bump when it's officially announced. Now, when that comes, that's the big question, because it could be one of those, like, I'm Whittingham usually likes to play it up. It might be one of those where it's hour, half hour before the game, before you see it actually announced. So I think you'll see one last uh, little bit of steam here, probably gets into the four range, flat four range. Um, and at some point, I would imagine there'll be a little bit of Utah buyback, depending on, you know, where those teams do. But at this point, I, if, you know, if you haven't gotten a Florida bet in, I think you've got to just sit this one out here um, is one of those that, you know, we, we said last week on the show, while it was still sitting seven, the rising news is going to come, put it in your pocket. And now I'd leave it alone. I would definitely expect him not to play in this one uh, and the number to creep down just a little bit more, but for the most part, it's baked in now. 
the the rising news is going to come. Put it in your pocket. It's a really, a really great Joey Kanish line. Kanish, <laughs> yesterday on the show, Ken and I talked defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. In our number one of today's show, we'll get back to it in a little bit, offensive rookie of the year. I think there's a strong case to be made, and I'm not just saying this because you're on with us right now and you're a noted Detroit Lions super fan. I, I like Gibbs in the offensive rookie of the year market, plus 750 right now at BetMGM. I love Jack Campbell in the, the defensive rookie of the year market at 15 to one right now at BetMGM. Both first round picks from your, for your Detroit Lions this past April. It's like, who, it's like, who cares about like real life? Like, yeah, it could be bad picks to take a running back and a linebacker. Also, they might be really good football players immediately for this Lions team. What do you make of Gibbs and Campbell in their respective rookie of the year markets here in about 60 seconds? No, I love it. I mean, you texted me out yesterday, and I was in total agreement. Here's what the Lions did in the draft. They And this might not be the great positional value to long-term. They took guys they needed to win now, to play now in this year. And it was Jack Campbell and Jared Gibbs who were like, our instant impact going to start from day one guys on a good football team. And you've seen Campbell in the preseason look like an absolute tackling machine. And he's going to have the stat, you know, the basics that what do you look for? What are these voters either stacks or tackles? And he's going to have a absolute crap ton of tackles. And I think he'll be live in that market and kind of be your starting linebacker uh, sooner than later on this team. So I agree with you. We talked Gibbs a few weeks ago on the show that he was going to be an electric part of this Lions offense and immediately getting feed. So I'm with you. I think both of them are live. I think both of them are basically going to get full reps. Uh, and, hey, hey, on the board, baby. We're, hey, I, it, it's finally good to see you boys coming around to the Honolulu Blue Bandwagon, baby. We're going to double dip offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Kanish is an absolute experience, man. So make sure to see when he's going to be on You Better You Bet every week during football season to bask in the Kanishness. I don't know if that's really a, a word, but I'm going to make it one. And also just to get some good plays. Now we're going to take a time out, come back. We're going to shift over to the show that Joe usually works on, Bet daily and before the end of the show hear from our guy jim miller from hawthorne racecourse i'm rick camp filling in for joe ostrowski on early odds on the score worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Welcome back to Early Odds. I'm Rick Camp in for Joe Ostrowski. Joe should be back next week. We're taking a listen to week zero college football content around the BeckQL network, and we're going to go to where Joe is Monday through Friday from 8 to 11 a.m. on the BeckQL network, and that's BeckQL Daily. With Joe having the week off, his co-hosts Ed Egros and Aaron Hawksworth are holding it down on the show, and they spoke with sports trader from BetMGM, Seamus McGee, about some of the liability and what he's been seeing over at BetMGM leading into the college football and NFL seasons, and they started by asking him about how the book did with the Baltimore Ravens' long preseason winning streak coming to an end. It was a good win for us. It was a, a rare game where you see one team favored on that first half money line, but a different team favored for the full game. And uh, that was a good result for the book. Um, a lot of people were aware of that trend with the Ravens in preseason. So a lot of parlays got busted and uh, the, it was a good result for us. How has preseason been going overall? I've kind of backed off trying to save my money for the regular season, but I, I'm curious, you know, how people have been doing. How has the public been doing? Yeah, it gets better every year, bigger every year, especially um, people just love betting on football. I mean, they, they see it on TV. They're going to have a bet. Um, and, you know, it, it, it gets about the average handle of an MLB game. I think people just get a little tired of the slog that is a 162 MLB game season. So the second they can bet football, it's out there for them. When it comes to overall, like, preseason insights, like, I know overs have been performing well, you know, road teams have been performing well. At the same time, that's not always consistent from one year to the next. Are, are you starting to get any kind of insights whatsoever from those you talk to as far as why we've seen the preseason trends we have? And if there's anything actionable uh, in terms of previewing the regular season? A preseason above NFL, above a regular season for NFL, I'd say it's when you see more people betting with trends than in the regular season. Uh, I mean, there's head coach angles galore in the preseason. Who takes it more seriously? You had a a assistant for, uh, I think it was the Chiefs or maybe another team said they didn't even care about what the outcome of the game was on the final drive. They just wanted to run a two-minute drill with the lead. I mean, it's it can get a little tricky, but hey, we treat it like we do most NFL games. We take the information from sharp betters telling us which side the line's going to move and we, we hang a number. Before we uh, get into the regular season, I'm curious about some futures that have been placed in the NFL. Um, let's start with win totals. Where have you seen you know, some of the money coming in, and has it surprised you? Definitely the biggest one that surprised me is uh, Commanders over 16.5 has a lot of money uh, standing with us at the moment right now, more so than any other win total we have on the book, which is interesting because it's a team with a lot of question marks going into the season. A lot of moves they made. Uh, I think Vegas under 7.5 wins. That has another big number on it. Uh, a lot of people really fading the Raiders, it seems. But then, you know, there's these trendy teams that have been getting a, getting hit pretty decently hard. Uh, you have uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, whenever <laughs> Michigan's a big futures town for us, a big future state for us, they, they always love betting the hometown team. We always have the Tigers as like the most liability for the World Series. So it's no surprise that Lions <laughs> win totals over is a big one for us. Chicago Bears over seven and a half. People are starting to buy some hype around Fields and Eberflus. Uh, Broncos over eight and a half. I've seen some decent action on it. The Atlanta Falcons has been another team that's been kind of trending upwards in terms of handle. Uh, over eight and a half wins for us. 
Michigan may be prideful. Las Vegas, not so much. A lot of money, <laughs> a lot of tickets going to the under for the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you make of that? I mean, it's, it, the Raiders are such a weird team. Where And also, I mean, Vegas, it, it's what, their third year, fourth year with an NFL franchise. I mean, they all had different teams of friends. So maybe there's a, a little less of a hometown feel for the Raiders, but it, there's, mu- min, there's much more question marks around the uh, Raiders than there are the Lions. The Lions finished the year pretty strong. They finished a game out of the playoffs. They're trending upwards. And the Raiders, it's you have this, is Jimmy G healthy? How good is the team overall, the roster? Um, it, do people trust McDaniels? So there's a lot going into the that Raiders trend, you could imagine. It seems like Mattress Mac has gone into hiding, which I'm not complaining. That guy gets a lot of publicity. But has anyone like him, uh, have you seen any really big bets come in? Uh, I always find those interesting. I'd say less this year than most, I feel like. Next week, when preseason starts to wrap up, you start to see the heavy hitters you know, come to spots like Vegas or Atlantic City uh, with a lot of money to spend on futures going into that week one uh, slate. So uh, we're still waiting, but it's mainly just a, an accumulation of a lot of uh, trendy teams for us so far. As far as division winners go in the NFL, what sort of action has uh, really stood out to you? Our division books look pretty solid right now. A lot of money getting spread around the teams, uh, you know, depending on their odds. I'd say the two that are our worst results right now, and that's mainly one is the Tennessee Titans because it's a bigger, it's a bigger price, and it's you know, I, the Jaguars are really good, but yeah, it's it could be a, it, there's a world where it's anyone's division. So there's some Titans money coming in, and then of course the Detroit Lions are easily the biggest liability we have on the uh, divisions futures. People just can't quit on the Lions. They can't help themselves. What about uh, preseason week three? Where are you seeing the money come in? This Jets-Giants game has stood out to me. With As soon as Rodgers announced he was playing, we started seeing some money coming in, whether it was people maybe fading the Jets because they've had some O-line issues and it's going to be all the starters playing, or it's people betting on the Jets because Rodgers is playing. Maybe some first-half action going that way as well. Um, so right now, that's really the only game I've seen that we st- start taking any money on, really. Closer to the, the weekend, we'll start seeing more preseason action come in. It's always a big question with the preseason that you know, how long are starters going to play? Just because Aaron Rodgers might be out there doesn't mean he's going to be out there for a significant period of time, you know, aside from the opening drive. I wonder if betters are perhaps uh, airing the first half bets a little bit more. Uh, or they're erring on the side of caution uh, when starter news comes out? Definitely. It, it, I'd say uh, you, you see a lot more action come in on the first quarters and first halves than you than you might in the regular season, For depending on some of these games. I mean, you have teams like the Chiefs, where Mahomes has played every preseason game. Uh, like the Saints, I feel like they've kind of taken a, a path where they're going to kind of make a statement to start these games with their starters. And then you've had the Jets who are only starting their starters, you know, maybe just for a drive uh, this weekend, and they've just been playing the backups the whole way through. Does BetMGM have anything new planned for this NFL season, any other new markets or any other features that maybe we could look forward to? Yeah, you'll see week one we should have a boatload of new markets uh, in terms of micro-betting for when it comes to first drive outcomes, first play outcomes, um, head-to-head player markets. Uh, it's going to be an expanding catalog this year. It should be some really interesting stuff for people to bet on. First drive. It's like the first inning bet in baseball. People can't get enough of that stuff. 
<laughs> Yerfies, Nerfies, and now uh, we're adapting it to other places. It's just the it's the evolution of betting in this country right now, where it's people really love the micro betting aspect of the game. Anything that's a quick hitter that they can just you know put in and see if they win or not, and then in play we should have another you know in play offering should also expand when it comes to drive markets too. So that's just the way the industry is going at the moment. Let's move on now to college football. What is some action that you are seeing uh, as far as week zero is concerned? So the sharpest move it looks like is on uh, the Minutemen of UMass right now. We opened that spread earlier this summer, close to around eight and a half, nine and a half. There, that's now down to New Mexico State minus six and a half. Definitely one of the biggest movers of the week. And then in terms of handle, it's the uh, it's the Notre Dame Navy game in Ireland. Um, you know, you're going to get a lot of money line parlays with Notre Dame. Uh, starting to see some money coming in on the Notre Dame spread, but it's going to be interesting to see this Navy team play with these new college rules involving uh, the clock stopping after first down or rather it won't until the, uh, they're, they're adopting the NFL rules. So a team like Navy runs the triple option. It's going to see how they adjust to it. You should see some action on the totals, I think coming in mostly on these service academies that run a style of offense like that. Yeah. We were talking about that yesterday with the new rule changes. Are you anticipating some unders uh, hitting early on or how are the books going to kind of adjust since it's new and you don't know exactly what to expect? So I think from a pregame perspective, you'll see the the points total drop in those service Academy games, maybe a few points. And then I think where you'll really see the differences in play if when you're live betting one of these Navy army or air force games, because it's, it's, it's new for everyone. It's, and we're, we're going to find out the first game of the season on Saturday morning or Saturday, or sorry, Saturday afternoon, uh, how big of a change this is going to be when it comes to betting these games live uh, for teams like Navy. And I wonder too, you, you can look at totals for sure, as far as having fewer possessions, faster games, things like that. But I wonder if spreads also get condensed a little bit just because they're just fewer opportunities for a team to pull away. Exactly. It all comes down to the possession metrics. And it definitely with spreads, you could see Navy maybe being a decent ATS team if they're holding the ball for, you know, an increase of like five minutes. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to watch over the uh, over the course of the uh, of the season. I think you'll you might see some differences with teams who are you know faster to the line or even slower to the line. We've got about a minute left. What about the Utah-Florida game where, you know, we've got quarterback issues for Utah. Where's the money coming in in that one? Yeah, so rising's now questionable. So we saw some money come in on Florida. We're monitoring it right now. I don't think we've really moved yet, uh, but definitely going to be interesting to see. I'm pretty low on Florida coming into the year. So I, we'll see. If rising doesn't play, it's going to move the spread. But, I mean, it, Florida with – all their issues traveling all the way out west. It'll be interesting to see how they play, even with if Rising doesn't play. Sneak in one more real fast. Biggest liability for college football national championship? Colorado. Not even close. It is Colorado. If you want to talk about real liability, it's the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> okay. I was going to yeah. say, Colorado. What are yeah, they smoking Realistic versus – if if they if they things. do anything if they do anything this year i might not be in this seat this time next year it's always interesting to hear from the book side of things just in general but especially on a team like colorado that was mentioned that just has so much hype around it because of deon sanders 
even if you look at the team and a lot of that hype makes zero sense for this season individually. All right, one last time out, going to come back, talk with Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. I know he's been looking at some season-long NFL plays, so he'll give those to us next, along with a few plays on the ponies. I'm Rick Camp, in for Joe Ostrowski until the top of the hour on Early Odds on the Score. Welcome back to Early Odds. One more time here on 670 The Score. I'm Rick Hampton for Joe. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Strowski, go should be back next week. If you're a loyal listener to Early Odds, you know what time it is. Time to talk with Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne. Jim, Jim, it's been a minute. How have you been? It has been a minute, Rick. It's weird to think the last time we talked, the two Chicago baseball teams had very similar records. And I was trying to be optimistic for both of them. At least one of them is paying off for us thus far because we had talked about the Cubs and White Sox potential to make the playoffs, maybe even win a division. And the Cubs all of a sudden are playing a whole lot of meaningful baseball games. So maybe there's something that could be headed in the right direction for them as we head to the final month of the season. With the betting world, we're always looking towards the next thing. And yes, week zero college football starts today. However, for us, big pro sports town here in Chicago, NFL week one is right here. Optimism around the Bears, everything that's going on. But when you look at the board in terms of week one, in terms of futures, in terms of all of that, what's piqued your interest? My favorite things to do, especially early in the season, are these season-long wagers because it's something that keeps you engaged, keeps your money in play the entire NFL season. Because, of course, you're going to have those week-to-week games that come up with injury reports and different things and the shift and how teams are playing and that. But when you have a season-long wager, it does. It keeps you engaged from week one all the way to the final week of the season. Last year, I really got a great run out of the Bears' worst record wager, and that paid off in the end. (laughs) I picked up on Jamal Williams very early in the season to lead the league in touchdowns. That paid off nicely. And, of course, we're going to have our misses, too. But when you take these shots early in the season, it does. It keeps you engaged. It keeps you involved. And that's one of the things that I really enjoy. And that's kind of what I focus on before the NFL season begins. So as you look at it, what is a market? What is a season-long market that you have a thought about that you've possibly made a wager already on? I love 
the different numbers that you can see, especially from the quarterbacks. And there's three different statistical categories that I think are really interesting because I think they all provide some value. It's passing touchdowns for quarterbacks, passing yards for quarterbacks, and then passing interceptions because that's the thing that I find amazing. You can always wager on so much of the good, but you can wager on some of the bad as well. And you can actually find some value if you search through these. And of course, last year, it was Patrick Mahomes that was dominant in the passing TDs, dominant in the passing yards. He's still plus money this year, but you never know what can happen with an injury. You never know about what's going to happen with teams improving. So I do. I find it interesting. So starting with passing TDs here, Rick, you have Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he, he's plus 350, led the league 41 touchdowns last year. He was number one. But then when you get a little bit further down the list, number two is Joe Burrow. He's six to one right now. He was second in the league with 35 passing touchdowns last year. But go a little bit deeper in the list. Look to the guy who finished fourth last year in the league in passing touchdowns, Geno Smith. 30 TDs through the air last year. It's a team that might have to be chasing a little bit this year. He's sitting at 20 to one in this category. So if you want to find a little bit of value, maybe it comes with a guy like Geno for passing TDs. How about in the yardage category? All right, so Patrick Mahomes right now is plus 250 to lead the league in yardage. He threw for over 5,200 yards last year, had an absolutely tremendous season. But if you go a little bit further down the list, look at these guys that were second and fifth in this category last year. Second was Justin Herbert, who really didn't have a whole lot of options at times last year. He still threw for 4,700 yards, and he sits at 5-1 to one on the board right now. And then Joe Burrow, you know that he has the potential to have a huge year. You're looking at some of the wide receivers on his team who they're talking about for seasonal awards. He threw for about 4,500 yards last year. He's at plus 850 right now. So if you think Mahomes can come back to the field a little bit, these are two young quarterbacks in Burrow and Herbert who have already made a name for themselves, but they're still progressing through the league. It's all going to come down to health but I really think the weapons for Herbert help. And I think Burrow just continuing to be a little bit more consistent. And I'll tell you, Rick, as we saw, they had their scare with him just rolling out when he had that calf injury earlier on in camp. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to sit back there in the pocket. He's going to throw a lot out of the pocket and they're going to take their chances. You know that in Cincinnati. Absolutely. And one extra note on Herbert, just everything I've read and heard coming out of camp is that with having Kellen Moore as their new offensive coordinator, they are basically daring Herbert to throw the ball deep. They want him to push the ball down the field. So if, if he's got that edict with the skill set he has and the big receivers he has, it can't be a bad thing, especially when nope. we're talking about yardage. All right, how about the interception category? So interceptions is really an intriguing category because you're looking at five guys up there that are all tied at 10 to 1. And, and it's some names that are some pretty solid names. I mean, Josh Allen is up there, Dak Prescott up there. But then you have like Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Matthew Stafford, guys like that. They're all sitting at 10 to 1. But here's the thing. Look to two different names that are the rookies because they're going to get playing time. Bryce Young is going to get playing time. He's sitting at 16 to 1. Anthony Richardson just named the starter. He's right around 20 to 1. And then I'll tell you, here's the thing that's amazing. He throws for a lot of yards. He throws for a lot of TDs. But Dak Prescott led the league with 15 interceptions last year. Guess what? Patrick Mahomes had 12 last year. He's only three behind, and he does take those chances. He's at 25 to 1 to lead the league in interceptions. So if you throw 40 touchdowns, even if you throw 15 interceptions, that's going to put you right there with the league leaders. So you have a guy that puts the ball up in the air a lot, a couple of bounces go the wrong way, and you might have some potential. So I would look to the two rookies this year and then maybe a little bit of money to Patrick Mahomes. You can play all three of them and find a little bit of value with each. 
I love the angle there on Mahomes. All right, what is going on at Hawthorne? Because I know, hey, this weather now that now that it's cooled down out of the triple digits, it yeah. sure seems like it's going to be a, a great weekend, and we're going to have some good weather to get out to Hawthorne. Yeah, and I'll tell you, we got a couple more weeks of thoroughbred racing to go, and then we're going to turn that track over for harness racing. So we have a whole lot of racing to take place at Hawthorne. But it's been one of those things where, like you mentioned, the heat. We had to actually race under the lights for thoroughbreds earlier this week just to get away from that super intense heat during the day. But we are open racing live on Sundays. Wednesdays and Thursdays for Thoroughbreds at Hawthorne, along with Labor Day on the 4th. That's going to be the final day of the uh, Thoroughbred meet before we shift over to Harness. But there's great simulcast racing, too. and It's always a great meet at Saratoga. So here's your three horses to bet, Rick, for Saturday. Race 10 at Saratoga, we're going to bet the 6, Echo Zulu to win. Race 11, we're going to bet the 1, Soldier Rising across the board. And then check out this field for race 12. This is the Traverse Stakes. You have the Derby winner, Mage, in there. You have the Preakness winner, National Treasure, in there. You have the Belmont winner, Archangelo, in there. And none of them are going to be favored because Forte is in there. And that's who we're going to bet. We're going to bet the one horse Forte to win in the Traverse. But it is an awesome card at Saratoga on Saturday and a chance to make some money. All right. I've got those written down. Those bets are going to be placed. And same with the the quarterback uh season-long stats. I'm here for that. I've been looking to put in a few more season-long stats. It's my problem with having to be so focused <laughs> on NBA is I just miss some of these some of these fun markets football-wise, so I will definitely be, be tailing you on those. Follow them on Twitter at Hawthorne. Jim, Jim, I appreciate the time, man. You got it, Rick. Good luck, and let's get ready for the NFL campaign. Thank you so much for everybody for listening today to Early Odds. Thank you to Jim Miller. Thank you for uh, BetQL Daily, and you better you bet for those interviews. If you're not listening to the BetQL Network, either in podcast form or live, then you really should be doing that. You know, rectify that if you are trying to make money in this space, and it's just some good, entertaining content. Thank you for listening. I'm Rick Camp. Joe Ostrowski should be back next week with early odds on the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t